Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Emily with Carolina Flowers. Emily, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I love to talk to folks that are in the industry because we both all... um, we, I mean, we all do the same thing. We all work weekends. We work late. We have this glamorous job of being in the wedding industry. <laughs> and so it's just... Do what you love. You never work a day in your life. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what they say. Have you heard that one? Yeah, yeah I've heard that one. And you, I feel like you work every day in your life. I take Sunday morning off. Sunday morning. That's good. Yeah, I hang out with my husband. <laughs> Nice. Well, and you too have a project as well um, going on the old jailhouse in Marshall. Yes, old Marshall Jail in uh, in Marshall. It's uh, we've been renovating it for five years, and it's about to open as a hotel and a bar and a um, grocery market. I love that. Yeah, and for anyone who knows Emily, she's got. A million, um, what do you call them? Things in the fire. <laughs> irons. What are they called? <laughs> irons. <laughs> you don't. You don't use those very often, huh? <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. Um, <laughs> so you have not only Carolina flowers, but you and your husband are doing the jailhouse, and then you're probably currently in your market, right? Zadie's yeah. market. So right now, um, Zadie's and Carolina Flowers um, share a building. Zadie's um, Zadie's does grocery and deli and delivery. Um, And that's sort of the concept when it's fully up and running. But we've started with just the delivery component. So I'm in a I'm in a big building at the moment in downtown Marshall. It's an old bank. There's a bank vault in here. and so the front half of it is Carolina Flowers. We have a storefront. And then behind the storefront, we have our studio. And then behind the studio, we have some offices. And then we have a warehouse where we store and pack all of the groceries that we deliver. So it's a really um, long and narrow old building. Um, and we just sort of run wild in here. I love it. Yeah, I love downtown Marshall. For all those who haven't been, uh, it's very quaint. It's very small but <laughs> cute um do you, know, you got, do you know what they say about marshall what the tagline is what one mile long one street wide sky high and hell deep <laughs> yeah i like that That's my favorite I don't, know, I don't know who made that up it's, uh, it's pretty clever uh my I favorite spot be- is is the hardware store yeah bowman's kathy and aj She's a hoot. She's always got a story for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetest lady. She's been working out of that place her whole life. That's, that's wild. So Emily, um, before we get into it, because we're, this is called Pistons and Prosecco. I always love to know what people's favorite drink is. Um, either at the moment or forever, whatever, you know, time frame you want to put it. What, What do you like sipping on these days? I always feel like such a nerd when people ask me this question because I really love hibiscus tea. Hey. And I know 
But I don't even have to put alcohol in it. I just like the tea. That's fine. Yeah, it's got a nice floral, sweet flavor. Yeah. We, we can do we can do hibiscus tea. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I like hibiscus. I like um I like uh I, I've embraced my Anna Rose drinker too in recent years. So I'm, yeah. I'm never yeah. too proud for for a nice rose. <laughs> rose all day. Or like um, a not they so say. nice day, if we're being honest. <laughs> so Emily, you know, you're you have um not only the floral business, but you're also a flower farmer. And I think that's yeah. so cool. I love that it's kind of a holistic way of looking at that role in the wedding industry. Um so I always I'm always curious what people's founding stories is. You know, how'd you get started in this business? Uh was it the florals first or the farming first or did it all just happen at once for me well kind of all at once but for me it was definitely the farming first um I love you know being outside and moving around and um the sort of interesting uh natural challenges that you encounter with farming I like that every day is different um and so I uh I was a journalist I was a journalist for the Asheville Citizen Times before I started the farm. And I knew for a long time that that was not my ultimate career goal. Um, and so I was spending all this time, you know, thinking about what my next move was and what I was gonna do. And while I was doing all that thinking, I was growing flowers, um, you know, at that point, just as a garden. Um, and one day I just sort of had an epiphany that, oh yeah, this is the thing, this is a job. Um, and it's so funny, it took me so long to figure it out because my family for generations has been flower farmers. Um, they were um, for, for many, many generations up until the 70s um, and 80s when a lot of, almost all of the, the domestic flower farms um, went out of business for a variety of complicated economic reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but uh yeah, so it's sort of in my blood. I love that. So w where did they farm? Where were they flower farmers? They were in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and they were growing almost exclusively um, carnations. Uh, so it was a very different kind of flower farming from the kind of flower farming that I do, um, where we grow dozens of varieties. But it definitely, you know, they are, what they did and the history of their farm definitely informs um my farm. And then, you know, I have actual family members who grew up on that farm who um, have been down to help me and work with me and teach me things and show me things. So I'm very lucky um, to have come by some of it, you know, generationally. Well, I love that. Yeah, it's nice to have some connection to your, your past, like a serious connection like that, you know, and what you do day to day. Yeah, you know, it's one of those funny things. It's like, um, uh, you know, I just, I grew up with it and I didn't even always really notice it. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then one day it became a huge part of my life. Yeah. So how long have you been, uh, doing this? How long has Carolina flowers been around? Since 2016. So we are, we are finishing up our, our fifth year of growing flowers and, um, my, I'm coming up on my fourth year of being full-time um, with my own company. And was the the wedding floral part, was that uh, just assumed or did you, did someone request it of you? You know, I'm always curious how like 
because everyone, no one, I don't, I don't think anyone grows up saying, I want to be in the wedding industry. That's not a wedding. Right. Right, <laughs> like, right. I don't think anyone no. says that just because you don't think about it. No one teach, no one says that in school. Oh, I want to be a wedding florist. Like that's just not, that's not a box you can check even. <laughs> so, right, right. you know, how did that no, start? Um, the wedding's definitely like, I, I, um, I don't know how much I thought about it. Um, but it was definitely one of those things where um, someone asked me, was I interested? And I said, yes. And then more people asked. And so I kept saying yes. Um, and it's, you know, as a farmer, um, it's very good to have uh, a value added market for your products. Um, and weddings are certainly that. Um, and it's just wonderful to be able to to get people's attention, um, you know, weddings are a great platform to talk one-on-one -on -one with people about flowers and sort of um, teach them more about how flowers are grown in the United States and um, how many flowers are not grown in the United States. And um, for a lot of people, it's their first interaction um, with, with really truly high quality flowers um, when they experience our flowers. So uh, it's cool to get to pull them into a, a new world. Definitely. I, uh, I think you know this about me, but I had a short stint as a free range duck farmer. <laughs> I uh, love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a, I had always talked about local food. You know, I always been a big proponent since college. I was, you know, running the veggie co-op, distributing <laughs> veggies in bulk to our students and staff and faculty at Guilford College in Greensboro. And uh, when, I, when I finally decided that nine to five desk work was not my thing, I was I decided to start a duck farm. And, you know, for me, there was no value add. I was selling duck eggs and <laughs> duck meat at what I thought was a good amount, but I could never hit the volume required to make a living, you know, just because it was raw. It was raw product. It was there was no value add in the end. Um, yeah, but people don't very, realize that's a very important part of agriculture, I think. <laughs> oh, totally. And I, I, yeah, I tell every, every farmer I know, I'm like, you need to have some sort of value add. Like it needs to be either on-site lodging or it needs to be on farm dinners or something. You know, like you need to, to, to become a little more, uh, how do I say it? Like creative and how you make money. Because if you're just slinging veggies all, all day, you're gonna have to sling thousands tens of thousands of pounds of veggies to make mm -hmm. any money um so so when you have those conversations with people you know i'm always curious like how do you go about that because you know there are flowers are being flown in from all over the world just so someone can have those the flowers they want at the time they want right that whole convenience culture that we have these days um so how do you get around that or how do you start that conversation with people when they say i want roses in I don't know, November. <laughs> I don't, I don't know when roses grow, but you know, like how do you, how do you talk about that with your potential clients? Well, excuse me. Well, it's definitely a fine line. Um, so we do have clients who, you know, have ideas about exactly what they want and, you know, have been dreaming of peonies in September for forever. Um, so, uh, we try to be considerate of their vision for sure. Um, but let them know that really wonderful alternatives um, exist that are local, fresher, more reliable. 
Um, and one of the ways we do that, um, and, and with COVID, it's actually a little bit easier, is to just explain, um, okay, well, you know, peonies are in season in the Southeast in May. And if you would like peonies in September or October, they'll be flown in from Argentina. Um, and so not only will we charge you a premium for that, um, we will also, um, you know, we can't 100% guarantee um, that they'll make it uh, because, you know, the way the supply chain is now, like we really don't know. Um, and, uh, and, oh, by the way, you know, we have these lovely um, locally grown dahlias that are super fresh and, you know, fit into our local pricing model um, that's a lot more affordable and uh, they come from our farm. And depending on where you're getting married, you know, sometimes you're literally right in our backyard and isn't it special that our flowers um, reflect the beauty of the, the mountains where you're getting married, because um, they really do. So um, a lot of times people just don't realize, like they haven't ever stopped to think about it. And um, um, once you sort of, uh, you know, get into the conversation with them, um, they're so happy to learn, which is great. Um, you know, local food has really, um, has really paved the way as far as uh, educating people about sourcing and giving them a certain amount of appreciation for local products. So we're very lucky, um, you know, to be doing flowers at the time that we are, um, since people already understand some of that, um, those ideas and some of that language from the food movement. So um, hat tip to, to all the farmers and chefs um, who made that happen. Uh, it's really helped agriculture um, across different sectors. So we're certainly very grateful for it. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I think of, of the fact that when you know where your food slash flowers come from, you're connected more with the source and you appreciate it more. But when you're getting stuff shipped in from all over the world, it's hard to appreciate it because you don't know the person behind it. You know, like that's a very human thing is to appreciate commerce <laughs> with each other when right. if you don't see that farmer ever how are you supposed to appreciate them and want to pay the act the the, the 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 true cost of growing you know uh food or flowers or anything along those lines mm -hmm. um you know that's kind of where i go with it yeah but, it's it, it's an interesting thing you know ideally we would we would um not have to uh you know, change anyone's mind about anything. Um, but uh, that's also a motivating part of our role. Um, because when people do see our flowers, I mean, they're so beautiful. They almost glow. They're incredibly fresh. Um, a lot of times flowers that come in um, from out of the country, uh, almost 100% of them have been dry packed, which means um, they've been put in boxes without a water source and held in cold um, which, you know, has a dehydrating effect no matter how well you do it. Um, and typical florists rehydrate those flowers a lot of times using chemicals. Um, oh, interesting. But, you know, you can see it. The, they are not lustrous in the same way that ours are. Like, yeah. you know, it's a little, ours are a little trippy sometimes. Like, just the sort of luminescence of the petals um, is really stunning. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love seen your stuff at the market um emily is a local vendor at the farmer's markets that i go to uh and it's yeah it's always fun to see 
see the shift too. You know, that's what I appreciate because I know what grows well, veggies grow by the season for the most part, but I have no idea <laughs> what flowers grow during well, you know the season. More now than you used to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm learning. I'm learning. learning. Um, so Emily, I want to talk a little more about, about weddings and kind of, you know, uh, your experience in the industry. Um, what, do, I mean, just to start off, like, what do you like most about it? What do you enjoy out of all the roles you have? Cause I know us, you know, business owners have, we do the accounting the the social media, the sales, the actual work of the event and such. So, so out of all that stuff that you do, what do you enjoy the most? Um, I enjoy kind of the big picture vision and planning. I'm definitely, you know, I'm always, uh, I'm always looking at the future and, and thinking about um, what is our next project. Um, so I find that very motivating. I also love the farm. I love the seasons. Um, it's very hard that, you know, you can't, if you make a mistake, you kind of have to wait a year to get another crack at it. Um, but it's really taught me to be deliberate and patient. Um, but, uh, as far as weddings, I really like, um, you know, helping people, um, find their way in a, in a complex, um, system. And, um, I like, you know, being a really, um, clear and honest source of information for people. Um, I think that, uh, it's complicated, like people who are shopping for wedding, um, vendors often expect to be taken advantage of because mm. they read a book that tells them that they will be, um, <laughs> yeah. but the way that they expect it isn't correct. Like they're looking for it in the wrong places. And so, um, a lot of times, if you can help someone understand, like, you know, maybe focus on this instead of on that, or, you know, try this person instead of that person, or I don't know. Mm, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I've had some other wedding vendors say that um, someone would reach out to them and say, hey, we're having a, a party. It's a private party. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden at the, they show up and they're like, oh, this is a wedding. Oh, they yeah, didn't mention the word that. wedding because they thought they were going to get, you know, taken advantage of, which is funny because uh -huh. I charge the same amount no matter if you're having a birthday party or a full on wedding. Like, you know, no, of course we all do because it yeah. costs it costs the same amount. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and in Asheville, the the market is competitive enough that um, you know you your your pricing has to be dialed in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd love to just blow up the blow up the flower pricing, but unfortunately, we cannot get away with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's not true. I would not love to do that. I would feel bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pricing is, is a funny thing. I talked to a lot of people about that and, you know, it's an indicator of value in my opinion. So you do want to charge your, your worth, but you also want to remain competitive so that you get enough business. You know, there's, there's definitely a, um, a fine line, but I feel like if you charge too little, people don't think you're, you're worth it. Right. Right. So there is, there's definitely a threshold, I think. Um, yeah. And we do, I mean, you know, we do, we have certainly considered, um, high end luxury floristry, um, and whether we want to be that, uh, there are lots and lots of high end luxury florists in this area. Um, 
but we also, you know, we want to be accessible to people, um, uh, within our, within our business model. Obviously we like, um, we like working with couples who are, you know, down to earth and, um, and sort of share our values when it comes Mm. to like sustainability and the environment and, um, natural beauty and, uh, art and ideas. And, you know, I, I don't know, just like, um, that's, we tend to, we tend to work with a lot of people who, um, maybe you're not having like the most lavish over the top wedding of all time. Um, but they want to have a good time and they want to have like a really authentic experience and enjoy the people that they love and, you know, still be able to put some of their savings towards down payment on a house. Um, (laughs) and, and I see those people as the future as well, especially, um, you know, who knows what COVID is going to do. Um, but I have some ideas about what I think COVID is going to do, um, to the wedding industry. And, uh, and I think, you know, smaller weddings might become more of a norm, um, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, or there'll be a backlash and everyone will want to have a huge, massive party. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I was, I was talking to a wedding planner, about that and we were just talking about how when you have a smaller guest count you can if you want to keep the same budget you can come up with a a lot of really cool things to enhance the guest experience you know Mm -hmm. like a gelato cart or a petting zoo i don't know or just a really stunning floral installation or an amazing bouquet from carolina flowers um yeah no i i i agree and one thing that you know you just mentioned that i I think about a lot is our bar service offerings and how like I don't do mixed drink service. I only do signature cocktail for the most part, Mm -hmm. unless you, unless you're going to pay me to have a separate bar. I'm like, no, we're not doing shots and vodka soda. Like, no, that's not, (laughs) that's not cool. And so, you know, you're, you're talking about um, almost like how you qualify clients and and who you want to work with and how that's part of our fulfillment as small business owners you know it's not just money and what we do day to day but it's who we're connecting with and who we're servicing you know and give and providing service for so Definitely. I, yeah I, I agree with you there's not all of what we do is just you know get as much business as possible but get business with the folks that we resonate with because it just feels better that way you know yeah, and and the people who and the people who who want to do what we're best at, you know, um, there there definitely is um, you know a difference between a bartender who does beer and cocktails on tap and a bartender who does you know shots for for the whole bright you know shot ski or whatever <laughs> whatever it is the kids are doing these days. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, why, why be that if, you know, if your model and your ethos are pointing in a different direction? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so Emily, how long have you been in the area? Have you, have you always lived in, I know know you didn't live in, grow up in Marshall, right? No, I am. You've been there for a while. Yeah, I've been here for a while. I grew up in Georgia originally. I'm from Atlanta. 
I went to boarding school in the mountains of North Georgia and Asheville um, was sort of the closest city. Um, you know, go to the mall in high school in Asheville. Um, and so that was sort of my first connection um, with Asheville. And then a lot of my friends from, uh, from boarding school are from the Highlands Cashers area. Um, and they've sort of, you know, all moved all over the world, um, but they're still connected to this area. And so um, I'm not from here, but I have all these really close ties, um, friends who are like family here. Um, so I just sort of stayed and, you know, for a long time, uh, lived in Asheville. I think I moved to Asheville in 2012. And, um, then I moved out to Marshall, um, about five years ago, uh, kind of, um, I had an interest in developing, developing a business, but being able to develop a business in a way that had an impact on um, the place where I lived. So Marshall, um, Marshall is still accessible to people with new ideas. Um, mm, yeah. Asheville, you know, you gotta have, gotta have a little more money, but we're coming, we're coming for you, Asheville. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I, uh, I currently rent a warehouse, you know, a portion of a warehouse right now. Yeah. And I, was, I know and where I, you're at. And I was like, maybe I could, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, the Mother with Foods is here and some other uh-huh. other companies. And and I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy someday. And I started looking at commercial spaces. I'm like, well, I don't have $2 million. So right. I, I guess I, I won't be buying around here anytime soon. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, but I got big plans. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you like most about either Marshall or Western North Carolina? Um, since you've been living, living here? Well, it's so beautiful. I mean, that goes without saying kind of like I take it for granted. I think we all do a little bit um, because it's just our every day. You know, you walk out the door and there's an incredible mountain vista and you drive over a hill and you see the Great Smokies or the Black Mountains and, and you're just like, oh, there they are again, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right there. Um, still there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't know, it's hard to be, it's hard to be too down when um, you just look up and there's something incredibly gorgeous. Um, it's a simple thing, but that's really all you need. And, uh, you know, these days, all the COVID, COVID crises, um, make me feel very grateful to live where we do. Um, we have everything we need and uh, I don't really miss, I miss traveling, I guess, but but not like I would if I lived in Atlanta in an apartment or something, mm. you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I have a buddy in New York City and he's like, well, it's really not fun at all right now. <laughs> I'm like, no. yeah, but I wouldn't expect it to be during oh, the winter gosh. when shouldn't be do not have fun in new york city right now yeah yeah pretty much everything's closed in your house playing dominoes or something (laughs) oh man um so so emily what about working with you when someone wants you know reaches out to carolina flowers um what does that process look like I, i noticed you have a inquiry form on your website that is one of those um, almost survey types. So you kind of go question to question. Do you, is that, is that like the way people, they fill that out and then you call them if they're, they might be a good fit or how does that work? 
So um, in an ideal world, which uh, 2020 has not been, let me just say that. Um, but in an ideal world, you fill out the intake form and, um, and we get back to you very quickly to let you know we're available and we're interested and ask you if you have any questions. And then um, from that point, you get a custom proposal um, with uh, all the details um, that you've filled in in the survey and um, a lot of detailed notes about what the different items mean, photos, um, prices, obviously. And then um, we go from there and kind of revise and build a proposal together. Um, a lot of our clients uh, book through email. Um, that seems to work very well for a lot of people. It works well for us. Um, we certainly take phone calls if, um, if someone wants to do that. We, uh, we prefer to meet um, after booking. Um, but we do meet with clients um, occasionally uh, when they prefer. And um, we, uh, yeah, stay in touch throughout the process. Um, we try to be really clear and efficient communicators. You know, I used to be a professional writer. So um, getting, getting ideas on the page is, uh, is a skill set that uh, not only do I have, but I've been able to develop it and other people who work for me. Um, and uh, yeah. And uh, we've kind of we've got it very dialed in um, this year with all the elopements. Um, we've also added an online um, self-booking feature uh, for smaller weddings where you can actually go on our website and pick out everything that you need um, and just pay for it and book it and write any notes you have. Um, you can schedule for pickup or delivery and uh, and then the flowers just are waiting for you. And, um, yeah, you don't have to invest a whole lot of time. Um, especially for people who are planning small weddings. Um, you know, the, the rigmarole, um, is not always something that they are interested in. So we are not going to make you send a thousand emails cause we don't, <laughs> we don't yeah. really want to either unless we want to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice way of allowing people to to book something if it's simple enough, you know, so that makes sense. Um, and one thing I always want to ask uh, my fellow wedding vendors is what kind of advice you would give to couples getting married in the area? Because I think WNC slash Asheville and the surrounding areas um, definitely has some unique challenges. So uh, what from without me saying anything, what are what is some advice from you? to these couples that are looking to tie the knot here? Oh my gosh. So first of all, I would be super selective of your venue. I would make sure that you understand, um, you know, access and um, how late you can go and what the rules are. I would ask a lot of questions and I would also be um, very creative about where, um, you know, I think the best weddings that I've ever been to, um, uh, I just, I like wedding. That's a party. Um, I, uh, you know, obviously aesthetic beauty is, is, is great. Um, but I really want to spend, spend a lot of good quality time with the people I love and make memories and get amazing photographs of us having an amazing time. And so, um, there are definitely venues in our area, um, that feel a little rushed to me. Mm. Um, you know, if you've got to gotta wrap it up early and that's not for you, I do not think you will be happy um, uh, to find out that that's how it has to go down. 
um, my other advice yeah. would be to just like get clear with yourself about what you want and, and keep it simple. It does not have to be complicated. If you don't like, if you want to make binders and folders and like color coordinate all the information and like really price compare, if you love doing that, knock yourself out. But if you want it to be easy and it feels easy, don't ask yourself what you're doing wrong. It can be easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's uh, what I've heard a lot of wedding planners say is that just pick your top three priorities and focus on those. You know, like it doesn't need to be this whole thing. Just figure out what you the three things you want and go with that. You know, it could be mountain views, uh, florals and uh, the food, <laughs> you know, or yeah. it could be D- the DJ, the bar and on-site lodging so you can stumble back to your cabin at the end of the night right right? like there's you know just pick your three things and forget about the rest because there's every i mean you could you could spend and that there's a reason why then uh wedding planning is a career is because you could spend a lifetime trying to figure it all out right right and and you'll always i mean you'll always feel like oh gosh well if i were going to do it all over again i would have done this not like everyone feels that way my wedding was amazing and I still feel that way. Like, um, but, uh, you know, don't worry about that. Like that's not the point. The point is you're getting married to someone you love and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up with, um, my final question, which is, what do you have in works for the future? <laughs> Which I know you have a million things. Um, what don't I have in the works? I know. So what do, what are you most excited about moving forward? I know you have a lot a lot of different projects, but you know, what are you really looking forward to doing in the oh next year? Oh my gosh. Year? Well, obviously I'm really excited about the old Marshall Jail. It's gonna be so cool. Um, you know, I say that I would never run a venue and it's not gonna be a venue, but it would be a sick place to have a rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can rent the hole upstairs, it sleeps um 20, 20 something, kind of depending on what size the people are. Um, and uh you can see, so you can, you know, have the whole floor to yourselves. There's a huge, gorgeous deck overlooking the French Broad River um, where you could have uh, your rehearsal dinner for, for your closest family and friends. Um, you know, we'll have a full uh, commercial kitchen downstairs. Um, so you can order from our menu or you can um, bring in your own caterer and um, just have a really gorgeous and, and authentic and cool um day there's not another building like it in the whole world so um and we'll do the flowers <laughs> uh, we can't wait to get that open i'm excited to to see what y'all do with that i've, I've driven past it but i haven't checked it out yet uh, and you're opening spring or summer 2021 is that spring. right spring. Um, yeah we're, we're very close to getting our co um we've got a little sort of like trim details um you know, sinks and bathroom fixtures are sitting in boxes. And so they need to get out of the boxes and get put into the the building. But, um, we're, that's where we're at as far as construction. We're in the final, final home stretch here. So we would love to be, um, fully operational by April. Um, and we'll probably phase in and pieces, um, between now and then. So things are going to start moving really soon. That's great. I can't, I can't wait to check it out. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to um, chat with me about the wedding industry and your own business, Emily. It's been yeah. a pleasure. 
Thanks for doing the podcast. I think that's very cool. What are you most excited about? Mm, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of, I think 2021 is going to be a bit nuts because everyone rescheduled their wedding. So uh, I'm most excited about <laughs> 2000. Yeah, <laughs> surviving <laughs> the year. There's one weekend where we have already, I think s- there's five in one day, five weddings in one day. Oh boy. Better and you I- than me. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i'm i'm excited oh i've got two trips booked to south america so oh brave wow yeah yeah Man. well scott's cheap flights um, oh how cheap hundred dollars round trip holy cow no <laughs> yeah do oh it's either colombia or peru yeah, I don't, you don't know. even know where you're going. You I just don't even know. Going. I just bought. Oh well, when I saw that hundred dollars, I'm like, uh-huh. well, let's do it. What, have you got mean, to what month? Yeah, uh, the slow month of July, but oh, also perfect. August. Yeah, so That's August picked up a bit for us this um, this next year, but I decided to just book it and see what happened. So, put got to put faith in my bartender team, you know. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. You know, you can't do it all yourself. Exactly. Um, well, I really hope you get to go. That's the coolest. Me too. Yeah. I hope so too. <laughs> if not, I'll have a, a hundred dollar credit. Oh <laughs> man. That's how it works now. You kind of can't lose, right? Yeah. That's what I, I was like, you know, well, yeah. Why not? I mean, if I don't, yeah, if I don't get it, it, yeah, Scott's and they only charge you $50 a month. See, here I am repping another company. I know. I know. <laughs> well, a good, that's a travel for 2021 is a good thing to be excited about i'm gonna get yeah. excited so i think that's what and just kind of getting into the like paying off debt and getting into like a profitable year i think is gonna be exciting yeah 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 i think you know? it's, it's gonna be the year we uh we just cash flow everything up front in a very mature and wonderful way so <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah for sure well emily i can't wait to um as i said see the marshall jail and i will i'm sure see you before then because of the farmer's markets so or some wedding. We don't even know until oh, we I show know. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like last time. That was so funny. Uh-huh. I saw you at the market and then we just rolled up at the same wedding like four hours later. That was so I funny. love it. Yeah. All right, Emily. Take care. Have a great night and we will chat soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Price. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.